Bible Speaks with Audley McLean and Elgin Carlock. The Bible Speaks is a weekly ministry of Harvest International. Our prayer is that the Bible Speaks will encourage you in your study of God's Word. You will be able to contact Audley and Elgin at the address given at the end of this broadcast. And now, here's Audley and Elgin. Well, hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. If it's nighttime where you are, may the joy of the Lord flood your life with light. Eldrin and I are here again today to talk about him who matters most. Eldrin, has anything changed in terms of who Jesus is in your life in the last week? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Every time I, I open my eyes, it's, it's a different day. And, and I look forward to it because when you have the understanding that this life is about relationships and how you can pour into the lives of others, then you look forward to opportunities to not only share God's word, but kindness, warmthness. Uh, that sounds like the kind of thing that the Lord Jesus talked about. He puts people high on the totem pole for us. Obviously, no, no comparison with him, but he invites us to be like him. And last week you read from uh, Luke's Gospel how Jesus quoted Isaiah and uh, that he was coming to bring the acceptable year of the Lord. And he didn't even talk about a day of vengeance. Today, uh, I think you want to share with us stuff from the Old Testament that will challenge us to live the life that God intends for us to live. So why don't you share that with us? So I'd like to read for you Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6 from the King James Version. It says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct thy paths. So, the, you know, I, I bring that up because I wanted to have a discussion about what do you do when the Lord places something on your heart that you don't either understand or, in some cases, agree with? Mm -hmm. How do you reconcile obedience? Well, Elgin, God makes it so abundantly clear, not just in the New Testament teachings, but from the very beginning. God expects us to operate by faith. And by faith means, even if it seems dark around, he says, I'll be with you. And where he is, there is light. And we have to understand that faith and hope work together. And But trust also has to be a part of it. Because when we study the Word of God, we may have a, a, a great repository of chapters and verses that we repeat to ourselves as affirmations. But we, at some point, you're going to have to trust what he says is true. Not believe what he says is true, but trust what he says. Well, I'm 
I'm hearing you. I never thought of the difference between trust and believe, but I'll accept it, brother. I, I, you know, I'm the older I get, the more I realize that you got to keep listening. And um, just so those of you who are listening know that Eldrin is young enough to be my son, <laughs> but I'm willing to hear and learn from him. But all, all hunting aside, it is true that God, we believe things we say we believe. But in the God sense, it's more than just mental acceptance. It's more than just mental embracing. In fact, before we got on the air, uh, Eldrin and I were talking about the writer to the, of the book of Hebrews. I think he was faced with some of these same questions. Maybe he had a discussion with somebody. And he makes it clear that after all is said and done, uh, all is understood and all is analyzed, there remain questions. And he says the answer is faith. He who comes to God must what? Believe That's that right. he is and that he's a rewarder of those who Billy. diligently yeah. seek him. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so in, in my illustration, the difference between trust and belief is Abraham trusted that Isaac was going to return with him, so much so that he said it to the servant that was with him. He didn't know how, all right? But he is, his level of trust allowed him to act with, with fervencies to the point where before he was given the uh, charge to stop, the knife was above his head, yeah. okay? And now there was a level of belief in the sense of God's ability to bring one back mm-hmm. for resur- res- resurrection. But the trust is what causes him to execute. Yeah, but you know, Elgin, I think we have to give Isaac a little, not a little, a lot of uh, credit. Yes. Because he, he said, Daddy, where's, uh, I, I see all this stuff here, the knife, the wood, where's the lamb? And he didn't challenge his father further, and he went, and then when the dad sat this young man, he's a teenager at the time, to strap him on. He said, I wonder what went through his mind. Because yes. he too must have believed that God could do exceeding abundantly above all that anybody, he or Abram or the servant, could have asked or thought. And so in today's, let's break this down to today. 2024 is when we're making this broadcast. What are circumstances, perhaps, that confront us that we just feel totally wiped out mentally, sometimes even emotionally, and yet God says, trust me. Is that applicable? Most definitely. If you think of one simple word, inflation, the the money that you have not going as far as it used to can be one who... That one thing that causes quite a bit of anxiety, but the word tells us to give no care to mm-hmm. tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because the the Lord will provide, but we have to now trust that. And even though it may seem uh, insurmountable uh, odds, we serve a God that nothing is impossible for. I think I hear you speaking to me, to some people in my family to friends, to neighbors of yours and mine, who's in a fear 
we have no way of knowing, of understanding. They're going through and it seems as though everything is okay. But there's a boiling, churning, questioning anxiety. So such a person wants to hear from you, from God. But let's allow ourselves to be God's conduit to yes. that person. Yes. Is God able? To do exceedingly and abundantly above. And that is our solace, that we know that he is able. But what we must do is be obedient so that, and then so that we are able to identify working within his will. You know, you mentioned, before, again, before we went on the broadcast uh, recording, uh, that you're taken up and en enamored of Daniel. Yes. When he was threatened. Oh, you, you talk about it. It was your story. Yes. Yeah, so in Sunday school last week, I was teaching from the book of Daniel, chapter 3, discussing the Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. And through the volume of studying that, that I'd done, the thing that stood out to me most is when, when the Hebrew boys were told that they must bow and worship the statue and they refused to, he used the statement, you know, when he, he that God would provide and save them, but if he doesn't, and that really stood out for me because that is the level of faith that I aspire to so that I can consistently help others because I believe that if things come out the way that I pray, then I can be, you know, joyful and, and, and share the passion of, of that I have with the, uh, the relationship I have with the Lord. But if it doesn't turn out that I am able to give that same amount of fervency to someone. And, 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 and you know, without having given the whole story of Daniel in that passage you read, somebody who doesn't know this story you might be thinking, well, okay, if God's going to do it, then I'm going to come out on top and I won't have to go through the fire. But sometimes we do have to go through the fire. Daniel had to. But what happened? So the King Nebuchadnezzar built a, a statue of solid gold. It was 90 feet high and 9 feet wide. And so the, a, a law was soon passed that when certain music was played, that everyone must stop what they were doing, bow down, and pray to the golden idol. And so, of course, Metna, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, not being of the same belief system, they refused to do that and were brought in front of the king who had recently promoted them to a high office mm -hmm. in his kingdom and said to them, I'm going to give you one more chance that when they play this music, you're to bow down and worship. And, and they made it very clear that they were not going to. Yeah. And, and so when they went through, because they threw them in, and as you rightly pointed out before we came to discuss it publicly, that even the people who were taking them the heat wiped them out. But they went down. And one of the things that I think is an, an, a, a small part of the story, but a big message, is that when God kept them alive in the furnace, the king came out anxious because I believe he had come to so appreciate and respect Daniel that he expected what Daniel said to come true. He wanted to know if this God that he was talking about was able. Elgin, there are people who are watching your life, watching our listeners' lives, 
and seeing if the God we talk about is going to come through or if we will falter and fail. So he said, is your God who you trust day and night able? And Daniel was able to say, yes, God is able. Whatever the circumstances that our listeners are going through right now, they want to hear from God. How would you encourage them to, to keep on keeping on? To understand your purpose. And if the purpose is to bring God glory, then step back a little bit from self. And, and understand that, yes, we do go through trials and tribulations in our, our daily lives. But if we're to bring God glory, then everyone we encounter should feel that. They should understand that when we walked into the room, hope walked into the room, light walked into the room, truth walked into the room. So we have to deny ourselves just a little and lean into the provision of what God promised us. And when we do that, we have a better understanding that when trials come, for the most part, it's for our growth. Because as we grow through, not go through, but grow through that tribulation, it allows God to now send us those who are heading into the very same one. Amen. And so, my friend, if what you've been listening to makes any sense to you, bow now and let God be God in your life. We'd love to hear from you, by the way. And I um, want to remind you that God loves you. Amen. Amen. I've wandered far away from God. This program is cared for by listeners who care. Your prayers and financial investment in this ministry helps to keep the good news on the air. We look forward to hearing from you and invite you to write us at Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478. Again, that's Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478.